welcome to this emergency episode of the Moose and Ruins podcast. I don't know if we're calling it 147, 146 and a half. Point five. It, feels, it feels like a 146 and a half. Just got done a few hours ago, taping Moose and Ruins episode 146. If you haven't listened to it, go back, get that. Uh, there's some Bears talk in there that is now dated, but plenty of other stuff for you to chew on as well. But the Bears have a quarterback competition. Matt Rooney, a um, little impromptu here. I know you just got done running some errands. I'm Shows on the, on the golf tee. course. I'm on the 10th tee at Sterling Farms. With that said, if you could talk to the people for a second, I got a tee off here. That, that's fine. Joe's going to – I think he's probably pulling out driver, I'm guessing, on 10. It's, but what, it's, it's green light driver right now. Do we, we, what we got, par 4, par 5? Little dog par leg? Four, down the hill. Pretty Off straight. Go at it. All right, well, Joe's going to go at it. Um, essentially, the Bears have acquired Nick Foles. Oh, you heard that in the background. I like that. Bears acquired Nick Foles for a fourth-round compensatory pick, basically the pick that they got for cutting Mike Davis. So yep. at the very least, they really didn't give up much at all. That That's pretty good. Um, I believe I saw he is guaranteed the next two years of the contract now with, with the way it's restructured, and he has an opt-out after these next two. That said, the cap hit is not nearly as damaging as you've seen a lot of uh, quarterbacks going off where it's, it's not nearly as bad of a uh, cap hit contract as the Tannehill thing's going to look like. Um, yeah. So I'm, I'm a big fan of the low risk, high reward thing here. At the what, very least, how much how much money are we tied to? What is the guaranteed money there? Because that's you know, my only hesitation. I'm not worried about that compensatory pick whatsoever. It's, it's it creates, still kind of. Um, I, I'm searching Twitter now. I saw 21, which is a lot of money. It is, um, but like for a quarterback, if you're paying a quarterback yeah. 21 mil, that's about the going rate for an average to below average. Quite, just a starting quarterback now, that's what they get. I mean, Teddy Bridgewater got 20, but that's – I think he probably could have gotten more if there was a little bit of bidding war. Like, that. that's about what this goes for, right? And honestly, we can't sit here and complain about it. They went out and made a move. Is it the right move? Is it the wrong move? Time will tell. But we got what we wanted in the sense of a quarterback competition, not just bringing in a lowly backup to further, I don't know, solidify Mitch as the starter. This is going to push Mitch Trubisky. If you want to be the starting quarterback of the Chicago Bears, you know, your name's not locked into the depth chart. Those magnets on the board can be moved very easily, and you have a former Super Bowl MVP pushing you. So this, as a Bears fan, lights my fire in that way. I mean, yeah, he is pushing him, and I guarantee you they're going to spin this as, you know, when they have, what obviously will be a press conference, whatever conference call they have is going yep. to be, you know, this is a quarterback competition. You know, they're not going to tilt their hand one way or another who's leading. But I would – Nick Foles right now, if they had gun to their head, say who's the starting quarterback, is the starting quarterback of the Chicago Bears. You don't trade for a guy with, like you said, it is $21 million guaranteed left on his contract if you don't plan on him starting. Yeah, I, I, I've I, been a Mitch Trubisky backer, and I, 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 I've been kind of his – fanboy on this podcast for the most part since day one though I've been fair you don't get him to, to be the backup he's going to compete yeah. he can lose the job but right now he has the advantage um, I think the Floyd move and now this move it is indicative of a front office that while I haven't been happy with a ton of their moves they are aware of the window they are aware that this is a scenario where you got to have the players in place to try and mm-hmm. win some football games because a couple of years from now, cap's not going to look like what it does. Roster's not going to look like what it does. You're going to have to do a little rebuilding uh, at the skill positions on the defensive side of the ball. So this is definitely a indication that they realize your window is about two years and before windows about not, two not years that it's going to slam shut in two years, but with this group, with this core, it's about two before they're going to have to 
hope that they've you know picked up a next you know big piece in the draft stuff like that yeah. with this core with this roster the way it's presently constructed with you know minor tweaks here and there they're saying the window is two years and they got a guy who you know two years ago won a Super Bowl MVP in this system and, and that's what Nick Foles is he's not a guy who can play in any system he's not a guy who's going to light your world on fire always but in this system he's a guy who knows how to read defenses he knows this system this offense like the back of his hand like the back of his hand and quite honestly he's had multiple um, examples of succeeding in this system obviously won the Super Bowl MVP uh, however many years ago I know Chip Kelly's system wasn't exactly similar but it was fairly similar he threw. He had a 27 touchdown, two interception season there. I hope I didn't talk in your backswing too much there, Joe. But you seem like a focused guy. It sounded like you made some crisp contact. Yeah, I know we were locked in. I kind of we're good. Locked myself out with the drive. Had to run one under some trees there, and that's okay. rose a little on me. Rose that's a little, all right. but that's uh, all right. No, uh, I completely agree with you know the system fit. But I wanted to get your thoughts on. Is this uh, now with you feeling like, you know, Nick Foles, it's his name first on the depth chart as it stands right now. It's yes, they could say whatever they want to say. But do you feel that from a skill standpoint, this is an upgrade? I know the accolades that come with Nick Foles and the memories of Super Bowls. But from a skill standpoint, do you feel more comfortable with Nick Foles as your quarterback? Because I mean, if for just as many highs, there have been lows. If we're talking about strictly talent, I, I've never denied that. I still think and, and still do believe right now Mitch Trubisky is a very talented quarterback because we've yeah. seen flashes of how talented he is at times. I mean, the Detroit game last year on Thanksgiving, the Tampa game a couple of years ago, like the, the New England game, even the one they lost in that barn burner home cup, like the talent is absolutely 100% there. So yeah. no, I, I don't think this is a a improve uh, improvement on talent. Um, <clears throat> that said, like I, I wouldn't say a lot of people I, like Teddy Bridgewater coming in here might not have been an improvement on talent alone, but skill. I mean, skill is I guess where talent kind of meets your ability, your, your football sense, your smarts, all that. So yeah, I think this is a skill upgrade because I think skill yeah. kind of takes all of that into consideration. And as much as I think Mitch Trubisky's talented, he clearly struggles reading defenses. He str- clearly struggles against zone. Nick Foles, while he has had his struggles, when put in the right system with the right you know coach and group around him, he's succeeded to a, to the highest degree in, yeah. in this offense. Don't get me wrong here. I'm going to draw a comparison here that you're going to hate and people are going to hate. But sure. in terms of a roster move, Tom, uh, excuse me, uh, Jameis Winston to Tom Brady, you might not be taking a skill jump, but you are mitigating risk. Yeah, I think that. Nick Foles, in comparison to Mitch Trubisky, mitigates risk, if nothing else. We we have a guy, we've talked about, I think we talked about this two weeks ago, we were talking about, you know, quarterback roulette, where's everybody going to go? The last thing you want on this, with, with this defense, with this talented group who we saw, even last year when they were on the field all the time, we're still pretty darn good. The last thing you want is for them to have to be on the field for two-thirds of the football game, and Nick Foles gets you closer to that. Mitch didn't turn over the ball a ton, but he also wasn't the greatest at protecting it. Um, Nick Foles has proven for the most part that he takes care of the football. He is fairly accurate and can keep the chains moving while they might not always put up, you know, 30 points a game, 28 points a game. He can uh, keep the chains moving, keep the time of possession going, keep the clock going. Yeah, and that's we, what this defense we've needs. Said it, we've said it a million times before when we're 500 at week eight that we just need a guy to keep it on the rails. I think, a, I think that Nick Foles is a keep it on the rails guy. Um, put your defense in the position to succeed, uh, time of possession, that win that battle, uh, win the turnover battle, which with our defense and a quarterback who can hopefully keep it on the rails, put yourself in a really good situation in, in that standpoint. So I like the move. I wouldn't say no. 
absolutely love it because I mean we had eyes for Teddy Bridgewater there for a couple seconds. You even texted me the other day, Teddy in all caps, and I it said, like I don't believe. Yeah. And I, I I texted you, mm-hmm. I don't believe it until deals are done, and that deal didn't get done. It appears that this deal is going to get done. So from a hierarchy of needs here, it's not Andy Dalton, and I'm happy about that. Uh, I'm very. This is. I was having the same conversation with my dad. This is. I'm so much happier with this than Andy Dalton. Because yeah. while they might sometimes seem like the same type of guy in the regular season, we've seen the higher highs with Nick Foles and obviously seen him you know, win the ultimate prize on the biggest stage. But this is, you talked about mitigating risk, and we, we've had the, obviously we've always had, you know, as long as you and I have been alive watching Bears football, we've had the really good defense, the terrible offense. But for the most part, that offense has been bad because the quarterback isn't incapable it's because they're too risky they're, they're not all that smart they take too big of risk they try they try to do too much they make yeah. too many mistakes Nick Foles has shown that his mistakes for the most part at least in the past have not been ones that are going to cost you the football and that's 30, what, 30 footer for par right here man yeah okay well let's chalk up the five quiet 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 folks he's gonna try and roll in here uh, we got a little left to right a little left to right it's bobbling good pace but Oh, left myself about a foot. Lag one up. They're going to tap in for five. Kick it in for the five. Oh, you should have seen this. You should have seen the scene at on nine. It was it was a sight to behold. Oh yeah, um, did the crowd go wild? Busted one. Busted one about three oh five. Uh, center cut. They loved it. Uh, proceeded to thin a uh, fifty six degree mm, straight into the straight into a bunker that I thought was greenside. It was not. About forty five yard bunker shot. I was looking at. Uh, slapped one out of there and uh, dropped a 15-footer with the entire first tee watching two groups there. Club was up before the ball was even in the bottom of the cup. It was, it was a sight to behold. There you go. Hey, Joe, yeah. you're, if anything, you're, you're confident. And I, that, that's why that, that putter in the air before the ball dropped is not a surprise at all. And the putter is a, almost purple, too. You've seen my putter. so I have seen the putter. You know, we're, we're, letting, we're letting the people know. We're letting the people know that uh, we're out here firing. It's March. We're golfing. I got no complaints. And Nick Foles is the Chicago Bears quarterback. Yeah, I was going to say, we don't want to keep you too long because you're on the course. I think we've covered most of our bases here. Uh, Do you have any final thoughts for the people? BDN forever? BDN forever, I think, is what I'd leave the people with. Maybe get number nine. Or no, he, he... is Mc, no McMahon's not retired. He's McMahon's not nine. retired. Well, yeah, oh, if that isn't the synergy I needed Ooh, to end this there you podcast, go. well, the, the previous last, the Super last, Bowl winning champion, and I believe I believe Jim McMahon is the last Super Bowl winning quarterback to ever be on the roster. You know, back up. Come on, so. Go out, go out, get your number nine jerseys, people. Uh, you got any questions? You got anything you want to hear from us on the Bears on this subject? Uh, obviously, this was a little bit rushed, but next week we'll be back. Who knows? Maybe earlier, but we'll see what we can get done if, if there's more to talk about. Uh, hit us up with anything you got. Get let tweet at us your comments. What do you guys think of Nick Foles? We'll get back at you. Right, I'm going to leave you guys with a three wood here. <sighs> got to peel one yeah, back to right. Uh, this is good podcasting. People, quiet in the gallery. Oh, cuts one around the corner. That's going to do it for this episode it of the Moose and Ruins podcast. Episode 146 and a half. Nick Foles, a Chicago Bear for Matt. I am Joe. We'll see you guys next week. Thank you. Thank you. And go Bears!